0: All right, I think it's live. There we go. Awesome. Welcome, everybody. Keelan, and Ben over here with Dao and we've got a special guest today, Bobby Goodlatte. Bobby, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks so much.
0: Awesome. Um, so, Bobby, usually we try and uh, start these off with uh, letting people know a little bit about the guest. Who is Bobby Goodlatte, the man, the myth, the legend? <laughs>
1: Well, for one, it's not, it's not pronounced that way, but oh. <laughs> it's, uh, I get that a lot. It's uh, Bobby Goodlatte. And, oh, um, Gotcha. But, uh, you know, honestly, like, I'm going to have to live with that my entire life. It's just kind of, uh, it just kind of comes with the territory. <laughs>
0: it, hey, it's, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, do you like lattes by any chance?
1: Um, I'm more of an espresso, man.
0: Okay. Okay, okay. me too, me too. Nice. Um, what, type of, what type of machine?
1: Oh, actually, I have a really, um, I have quite a fancy machine these days. It's kind of, um, it's, it's made of, it's made of cast concrete. It's very, it's like a very designery kind of, uh, wow. kind of device. Uh, it's called okay. it's, it's by this company called Anza, A-N-Z-A. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of bought it for more of its aesthetic sensibilities mm-hmm. that I did. Uh, it's espresso making capabilities, although it's, it's actually a very, it's a very nice machine, but, um. I'm, I'm kind of like, I guess I'm kind of f- forever plagued to be, you know, driven by aesthetics. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that's, uh, that happens a lot in your, in your life being kind <laughs> of, like, focused on design. Do you just, you don't care about the utility? Just. me <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I
1: think, well, you know, I like to say design is how it, you know, design is about solving problems. So yeah. design is about how it works, not just how it looks, but, um, but here and there, I can get I can get suckered in by something that's pretty So
0: Awesome. All right. So you're a you're an espresso lover. You've got a good coffee machine. Um, now, what else? What else about Bobby?
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, um, I'm a designer by background. I have, um, you know, a little bit of a history in crypto. I was an angel investor in Coinbase back in the day. I was a pre-sale purchaser of Ethereum. And I've been kind of a personal investor in a lot of a lot of uh, you know upstart upstart projects, and now that includes um, um, that that includes Cheetah, which is uh, you know kind of the latest of of, of a series of very exciting uh, early stage uh, crypto projects that I've backed, and um, yeah, um, uh, but but. Um, you know, I, I've always kind of been, um, very, um, like very, very exploratory on the early stage of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to crypto, um, I'm not so much a dogmatist. I'm not so much like a, a maximalist, if you will. Um, I'm always kind of, uh, interested in what's just around the corner. And so I always looking to back new and exciting, uh, projects and, um, you know, y'all, y'all kind of fit the bill. So I was excited. I was excited to participate.
0: Oh, awesome. Awesome. Let's, let's talk a little bit about kind of your journey, journey through becoming a designer. How did you, how did you start? I think also looking at LinkedIn, you were, uh, you studied, um, you studied computer science.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which actually I think is like, you know, in when it comes to digital product design, it's like a pretty it's not, it's not a bad way to get your start, even though it's very, um, it's not something that like, is generally in the course offering when you go to, to you know, to a CS department or even when you go to a design school, like the idea of kind of merging CS and design is, is a, is a pretty good one. And I encourage a lot of, um, you know, folks who are just getting their start to, to do that. Uh, but it's not, it's not something that you'll typically get advised to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I was kind of like, a. I was a relatively bad CS student in the sense that I, 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 I um, you know, I did, I did find my classes, except I didn't go to class terribly often. And, um, instead I, I was working on all these like side design projects, uh, which wound up kind of landing me in my job at Facebook back in the day. So I was, a I was an early designer at Facebook, uh, from, um, uh, from, uh, you know, 2008 to 2012, Mm -hmm. and um, basically kind of landed that job. Was recruited to Facebook because of my design portfolio, a portfolio which I kind of uh, assembled because I wasn't going to class. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was instead kind of working on all these side projects, but you know, I kind of wouldn't have any other other way. And
0: um, what were some of those side projects that you, uh...
1: oh man, I mean, this is a long time ago. Uh, So, this is like (laughs) You know, um, I, actually, one of them was um, my friend and I. We built uh, a very early like Twitter had an API back in the day in, in like 2000. I'm talking about 2007. So this is yeah. a long time ago. And back then, uh, it was actually if you if you asked the right person on Twitter, and even if you were a college student like me, you could get access to what they called the fire hose, which was like every single tweet delivered in real time. Yeah. And so we had built this like it, it was very unnecessary for us to get the fire hose. We, we should not have bought the fire hose, but somehow we got the fire hose. Um, anyways, so we built this. We built this kind of like polling app where you could like it's actually very similar to like Twitter polls is today, but they didn't have Twitter polls back then. Mm-hmm. You could kind of run this little little poll on your uh, you know from 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 your tweet. And um, anyways, so in order for we thought it was a brilliant idea for us to like figure out who responded to the poll that we had to index every single tweet going through Twitter, which yeah. at the time in 2007 was like, that's a lot of tweets, but it's not obviously it's not nearly as many as there are today. Yeah. But um, that seemed like the sensible thing to do. It was like, okay, rather than there was no search functionality. You know, we were like, okay, we'll, we'll just like, we'll just intake everything and check, check every single tweet to see if they're responding our poll yeah um anyway so we we had um we had the twitter fire hose directed to a server that we had on campus Uh, i went to duke uh, and myself and a friend of mine we 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 built this thing it was built with like you know scotch tape and uh you know electrical electrical tape and yeah it, it was not it was not exactly a very uh robust system but um Either way, we had the uh, we had the Twitter fire hose like, pointed at a server on our university's campus. And then we got an email and it was like, um, hey, Bobby and Dan, like you guys are using up like 30% of the campus's <laughs> bandwidth. <laughs> uh, could you maybe stop doing that? And so we had, yeah, we had to figure out a different way to do it. But uh, so yeah, that's, that's like one of the things I built back in the day. But all all these little side projects I, I worked on, and then and then it kind of got me into a position where I built up a a portfolio of work, mm-hmm. and then and then I was lucky enough to join Facebook kind of right out college, and then you know then the rest is the rest is history.
0: Yeah. What what was the early days of, of Facebook kind of kind of like? Because I think a lot of people have seen like the the social network movie and all that kind of good stuff, <laughs> but. Uh... Um, yeah
1: I mean honestly um it was a fantastic place to be, and I think it's like I think the company has obviously changed so much now it's a trillion dollar company <laughs> it's kind of yeah. hard to imagine um, and um I think the types of products we worked on back then were like kind of different than where the company has moved towards over the years like things were a little less focused around. A little less focus around engagement, a little less focus around the newsfeed, more focus around this idea of like how can we build products that really change how people interact in their social lives, and like how can we build this like social layer on top of the internet mm-hmm. that, you know, I thought and I still think, well, you know, is a is a was a, was a really profound set of um, you know set of design challenges, and it, it, it was a really wonderful place to work. And uh, the ideas that we came up with then, I think even to this day, some of them remain, you know, kind of not, not implemented. Mm -hmm. uh, Because again, I think, I think most of social media, Facebook included, kind of got off on this, on this goose hunt around engagement and and building news feeds and building, you know, maximizing engagement and improving click-through rates on ads. And, um, you know, a lot, a lot got lost there. <laughs>
0: gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so then you're at Facebook. How did you, how did you get involved with, with Coinbase? Or how did that opportunity kind of come, come into your lap?
1: Yeah. So I guess, I, you know, well, I, I, I was lucky and I, and I wasn't in the sense that, um, so in, in like 2011, 2012, I was hanging out in the, um, in the Bitcoin subreddit on mm. on Reddit. And, um, you know, it was kind of like, it was the only that, and, all, you know, there was, a, there was also a Bitcoin talk. We're kind of the yeah. only games in town in terms of if you want to, and I was just like generally curious about this. I, you know, I, um, at the time I saw, I saw Bitcoin as like maybe this thing that I might start a company inside of, and maybe it's a way of kind of like starting a, you know, I was, I was thinking, okay, how can I start like a banking, like, you know, a consumer bank, um, but without having to go through any of the, the regulatory hurdles, Mm -hmm. which in retrospect, that's laughable because of course Coinbase has now had to go through all of the like regulatory hurdles, (laughs) but at the time in like 2011, 2012, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe, um, maybe I can start something like this and, um, anyway, so that didn't happen. And I I, I was kind of browsing the, the Bitcoin subreddit and found out this Coinbase thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, this seems like a, you know, a, an objectively better product than what we had at the time, which was like Mt. Gox, which was not great. <laughs> yeah, And um, so yeah, so um, I uh, got introduced to to Brian and Fred and get a little bit of work with them on the design side of things. I connected them to a few design firms. Uh, I, um, I, um, I wound up doing a little bit of like just design work on my own for them. And, and then they allowed me to invest in, in, in the company in the series A, And, um, and that, and they allowed me to invest a few other times since then. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, I, I, I've been very lucky and fortunate to be part of that rocket ship.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, yeah, it's kind of my second ever angel investment. Yeah, kind of Not a bad one.
2: To me. <laughs> not a it's bad a one at all. Pretty, pretty good track record. <laughs>
1: yeah, and for the longest time, people didn't think it was going to go anywhere. Like I remember, mm-hmm. I remember people people asking me like, okay, what what do you think your best you know angel investment is? And I would say, oh, I, I'm really I'm really excited mm-hmm. about this Coinbase thing. Yeah. And they just, they're like, okay, <laughs> can we talk about a real company now? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think uh, uh, that's a little bit of the nature of venture capital. Uh, it's a little bit of the nature of, of this business where, you know, it takes a very long time for these things to mature. And then along the way, uh, I think for any truly exceptional bet, uh, you're going to have, you're going to have like kind of an exceptional number of doubters and, and mm-hmm. Haters along the way, and uh, that was the case with Coinbase, and uh, they stuck it out, and, and uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an incredible year.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. When when was the moment where you like were like, oh, sh-, like damn, this, this is, is the one, yeah? Like, no, this is this is actually actually a thing.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I don't want I don't to sound like too uh, you know too proud of myself here, mostly because like. You know i've made some other incredible investments but i've, all, I've like always known that like coinbase is the is the is the one like
0: mm-hmm.
1: month like months after i made the bet it was like oh like if you, if you had asked me like what what's your what's the what's the one company that you invested in that you're really really excited about it like oh yeah coinbase yeah um, and that was true like a, you know you could have asked me like june of 2013 and i would have said oh, i was like coinbase yeah um, and, uh, and 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 for what's worth, I still I still feel that way today. I think I think the company is kind of perennially underestimated, um, um, especially in these kind of bear market environments. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah.
2: Oh, and um, what was that kind of pitch like when they were first talking to you about Coinbase? How has it changed since they we started?
1: Well, for one, it was more of a pitch of myself to them, which I think like for anyone looking to break into. Um, um, venture investing at all. It's like, I, I honestly think that, um, the approach of saying, okay, um, let me go find, you know, something that I've done a lot of research about that I feel really excited about and then let me go pitch myself to them mm-hmm. rather than being dependent upon, Oh, I'm going to get all this deal flow coming in and I'm going to get pitch after pitch after pitch and I'm going to sit back and wait and, and the right deals going to come across my desk. But, well, well, sometimes the right deal doesn't come across your desk, and sometimes actually the the best use of your time is to go is to go hunting and to go spearfishing, and um, and yeah, that's that's kind of what that that approach was. So there there really was no pitch f- from them to me in the sense that like I had already done my research. I, I was a pro- I was I used the product as it existed back then, which wasn't much, but yeah. I used it. And I was like, "Hey, yeah, this is so much better than Mount Gox, and I know it can get so much better still." And so, it, it was actually it, it it wasn't really a pitch from them to me. It was it was really a pitch from me to them. And and to be frank, like all of my best investments have followed that that pattern.
0: Got you, got you. I guess how do you how do you now look look for investments? And or maybe let's just say, what is what is nowadays? day for Bobby look like what do you do day to day now
1: well now I have this um the small fund and um we've got um so myself included we've got three designers on staff called form capital and um so you know we and we're not just crypto investors we invest in all 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 sorts of uh different different companies different different projects. we've backed a couple crypto projects but um but mostly we're kind of a traditional fund. But our, our whole idea is that we make an investment and then we follow it up with, with hands-on design support. Uh, we call these we call these design sprints. We spend about uh, 40 to 60 hours with each one of our companies doing, doing real hands-on design work w- with the companies. And um, so that takes up a lot of my time. Um, but then, you know, I've, I've lately been, again, trying to get back into this mode of like, um of, of of more spear fishing because mm-hmm. I get a lot of inbound deal flow and mm-hmm. I, I do act on a lot of that deal flow and I you know I've a lot of I have a lot of um like peer funds that I co invest with and I'm an L P in a lot of funds. Um but um I've again I've found my best successes have kind of been when I can sit back and then just get like genuinely excited about new things. Yeah and I kind of like have that space to get excited about something, yeah. which I think is very hard to do when you're just on the receiving end of like pitch after pitch after pitch. It's very mm-hmm. hard to get genuinely excited about things. Yeah, And so that's, I've been trying to do that more and more. Um, um, and so as a result, I kind of like take fewer meetings. I, um, I'm trying to create more kind of white space in my days right now nice. because um because that's kind of frankly, like where I found the most success. And I think, I think part of part of being a good investor is kind of understanding your your circle of competence and saying, okay, where where have I in the past, like, you know, what's my strike zone been? You know, where where have I really done well, and let me go back and revisit that and and kind of just like, you know, keep keep if, if 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 there's a certain type of pitch that I seem to knock out of the park, then I should just try to receive as many of those pitches as I can.
0: Gotcha. Okay, I love that. I love that. So you talked about getting excited in different areas. What excites you about DeFi? Like what are the things in DeFi that really, really get you going now?
1: Well, I, again, I have to say um, um, playing around with GDAB has actually been one of these one of these one of these experiences where I'm like, Oh, wow. Um, Like, I think I think in many ways, you guys have created this, um, this kind of on ramp to, to the Polygon and Matic um, ecosystem, where it's like, it's kind of this obvious first place to go, where, you know, I've obviously done a lot done a lot in, in in Ethereum based DeFi. Hmm. And um, I think the challenge there is like, you know, when you want to, when you want to kind of just poke around and play around, um, you spend yeah. 40 bucks on a transaction fee, and you wait 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. yeah And I think there's a really big difference between that and spending like one penny on a transaction fee and waiting, you know, 15 seconds. Um, and that kind of affords this, like this playfulness and this, this creativity and this like exploratory mindset that you can have inside of the polygon and, and Matic ecosystem. And again, I think if there's anywhere, it's like a good first place to start. It's, 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 um, you know, it's like, okay, you kind of get, you get your first amount of Matic and it's like, okay, why don't I lock it up inside of, inside of Cheat Out? get a little bit of leverage, you know, maybe reinvest that into something maybe maybe do do some of these, uh, you know, liquidity pool contracts, but but you can do all these things, you can play around with all these things in a very kind of like low commitment environment, mm-hmm. um, where you can just say, Okay, let me, let me try this thing. Okay, that didn't work out. Let me, you know, let me, let me kind of trade it back. and. Um, it's a very different sort of, I think like speed and, and, and like, yeah, speed and, and, and efficiency makes a massive, like makes a massive difference because, you know, my, my kind of like speed of learning inside of the polygon ecosystem is so much faster just because yeah. I can, I can try something and if it doesn't work, I'm just okay. Let me unwind that. And um, you, you can just kind of like play around in a way that you can't, you can't really play around when, when things are so expensive and when things are so slow, when things are cheap and when things are fast, like you can actually just kind of play around with things. Exactly. And and that's, and and again, I, I really credit you guys into, um, you know, getting, getting me to do that because I, um, I I kind of personally backed um, this project and um, it was a good excuse for me just to learn. It was like, Mm. oh, cool. Like now, now I have a vested interest in this. And now I'll spend some time, you know, fooling around with it. So,
0: so yes, awesome. That's that's amazing. And so, yeah, full full transparency. You were early backer in Cheetah. What what really caught your eye from the from the beginning stages?
1: Yeah, and again, I was. So I was like a personal backer. I, it wasn't even through our fund, in part because like our our okay. LPA doesn't is like very difficult for us to. Invest in um, what was it an, on, an anonymous project at the time, <laughs> right? And so I was trying, I was trying to, I was trying to persuade my uh, my co founder of like, hey, you know, I talked to these guys. I took I took a meeting. Uh, he's like, okay, what was the meeting like? I was like, well, uh, I I you know, it was me on a Zoom call, you know, chatting with like a cartoon avatar, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I think we really should put some money behind this thing. (laughs) And uh, he's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't. But, um, but nevertheless, I was convinced personally. And so I did it. I did it personally. Um, And um, again, like, I'm, you know, when it comes to crypto, like, I'm, I'm always hunting for what's next. Mm -hmm. And I, I um, you know, I really like, I, I think folks that are kind of these, um, you know, these these maximalists, these dogmatists. It's almost as if it's like, you know, imagine like, you know, Netscape came out in the '90s, right? And Imagine someone saying, "Okay, I'm a I'm a Netscape maximalist," and like I don't <laughs> anything else that comes after Netscape is like a I'm going to call it an an alt startup.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's, an,
1: it's not even it's not even a real startup. It's an alt startup. There, every every internet startup that comes out for Netscape is an old startup, and that's that's kind of how I feel like a lot of folks in the crypto world can be about about being open minded about new things. And so mm-hmm. I've I've always found, um, you know, it's, it's 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 been it's been extremely uh, beneficial for me to have been uh, so open minded over all these years, and to have been lucky enough to invest in like so many early stage pro- projects. And, and I'm going to keep doing that. Um, Um, you know, I think like you talk to, for example, like a Bitcoin maximalist and, um, you know, even if they've been a Bitcoin maximalist for like, as long as I've been in, I've been in the crypto space. So let's say they've been a Bitcoin maximalist for the last eight years. Yeah. Um, now they probably did very well off holding their Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. but they would have done even better had they just been more open-minded. Like they just, they left money on the table every single time when it Mm -hmm. comes to like, the Ethereum presale, Uniswap, um, ZeroX, now now out you know Polygon, Matic, Solana, all, all these things where it's like, okay, great, you, you you did just fine, but like strictly speaking, like you were in the room when these things happened and you didn't jump on them, and like, what, well, why is that exactly? Yeah, you, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to people. It's just like. For some reason, people get very religious about this stuff, and I never have.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've definitely met some people that are like, I don't know, I like this chain and I'm staying in it. Uh, everybody has to write, like, not just Bitcoin, you know, you'll see the Hederas of the world, Constellation. Like, everybody has, like, their kind of maxis. But... Yeah,
1: and look, actually, I think it's probably, it'll be a healthy, I mean, you probably already have uh, cheat-out maxis, but... Um, healthy enough you know I, you know look I'm I'm um I'm very very bullish on what y'all are doing I'm not a maxi but I hope that you do have maxi's because you know the more cultish the uh, community I think that the oftentimes the you know the more the stronger it is. but mm-hmm. um, I can't personally intellectually get behind that but i I, I hope <laughs> I hope that you all do have maxi's <laughs>
0: I, I think we've got some pretty passionate, uh, passionate people in the Discord and uh, yeah, Telegram. Telegram, yeah. Uh,
2: um,
1: I, I've been watching it. Yeah, it's it's been pretty impressive. Like, uh, um, yeah, it's 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 been a real it's been a real thrill to be kind of on the rocket ship here with y'all. All
0: Thank right. you, yeah, yeah, happy happy to have you on that uh, on this journey as well. Um, uh, ben, yeah. do you want to? Yeah,
2: so I kind of wanted to know a little more about do you think DeFi is going from here or where at least it should go from here? Uh, what are the next steps you see uh, being needed within DeFi?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good question. And I may not have a very good answer, but like, here, here's my answer as, as it stands right now. So actually, this, this came up on, um, I, I was on this conference call the other day with like a bunch of other uh, fund managers and we we're talking about like what we what we're looking in in terms of crypto and then um, you know, one of the other managers, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I feel like I kind of missed the boat on DeFi," and um, that got me thinking. I was like, "Actually, I don't think there, I don't think anyone's missed the boat on DeFi just yet, because um, I kind of feel like all this kind of DeFi, like maybe call it DeFi 1.0, is like built on top of Ethereum, and now there's like a level two DeFi that's emerging. And mm-hmm. I think you guys are like a great example of that." Uh, and like in that in that way, you haven't missed the boat at all. And like, if if kind of level one defi, you know, requires again like fifty dollar transaction fees and waiting fifteen minutes, you know, no one's going to use that. <laughs> uh, to be blunt, um, and now it's like it's very powerful, and obviously people do use it, and, um, and and there's a lot of activity. But like in my mind, you know. I, I think like you know how many people would have used a product like Facebook had there been every time you click the mouse it takes 15 minutes and it costs <laughs> 50 bucks right yeah you know or oh, yeah, that's a little bit of a strange analogy but you get you get my point yeah, um, yeah exactly and I, I think it's like okay well now with like with, with these level two solutions like we might actually see like you know I think, I think we were kind of rate limited uh, on level one and um, the only people that really We're using these things for people that really, you know, wanted to suffer through it or or like, like, Oh, I want to buy this, this new token. And the only way I can do it is through this DeFi exchange. And so I'm going to spend my $50 and wait my 15 minutes. Um, Versus now with these level two DeFi exchanges, again, you can be more playful about it. You can just, you can kind of just like play around with things. And so, I guess my, my boring answer to the question is like, I think we're just going to like, you know, have this period of, of um, rebuilding a lot of what we had on layer one on top of layer two. Mm. And, um, you know, you know it'll be a lot of, it'll, a lot of like more of the same kind of stuff, but yeah. much faster, m- much, much, much cheaper. Um, and, um, and like way more people, I think. Yeah, right. I think-
0: Accessibility.
1: Yeah, I think we're just kinda of waiting for the shoe to drop in terms of like there's gonna be so many people joining these um uh, joining these level two solutions. And uh, and yeah, so like honestly, I think in that regard, like there's a little bit of an obvious future in front of us in terms of like we, we've seen what works on level one and now we just need to have that roll out in level two.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've I've seen so many people in the Discord and just, you know, people I know. That have nothing to do with DeFi, just coming in now. Right. Um, I think we really passed that initial phase of like the innovators. We're really beginning to see like some mass, like uh, some of like the masses coming in. And, uh, yeah, I think it's very important to be open, uh, well, like, I, be invited, yeah, educated. I,
0: th- I think another, another piece to that is, is design. Design is going to need to be a, a really big piece of getting, right. getting more people into, into this uh, new DeFi world. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and again like I think um, um you know I take a very expansive outlook on what what design means and I think um I think a big component of what makes great design is speed and responsiveness. So like if you have a product that is just slow and and, and you you know you kind of you, you 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 know start a transaction it takes 15 minutes like that that just can't be good design. Like you just you're just fundamentally constrained there, and so all of a sudden, in this, again, in, in this kind of level two environment, um, we we actually now have the affordance to have great design. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I'm really excited to work with y'all and and to um, and and to help uh, help kind of foster uh, design thinking inside of uh, inside of your project. And so, um, I know I'm kind of overdue to. To, to kick in some cycles with y'all and, and and i'll be uh i'll be helping out as i can
0: now oh, yeah like love love that love that i think a lot of people were also super excited about the uh the dark mode that uh was yeah it was, that, that generated <laughs>
2: i think the, the price of cheat went up <laughs> when we released that i think people were very excited um i
1: mean that's just that's only appropriate that's only yeah that's you know yeah like, I uh, having, having a dark mode like instantly doubles the value of the Project
2: honestly. Have yeah. you seen my now? <laughs> uh, with the little like yes, like the little like Nightcap, uh, night cap? I don't know what it's called.
0: Nightcap, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
0: no, that's that's fantastic. Um, in terms of in terms of DeFi since we're since we're on this um, topic, uh, any like, what are your thoughts in terms of stable coins in general? Like the the role that they would play and, and kind of uh, right.
1: Um, mm-hmm. um, well, it's been an interesting time for Stable of the last, um, and, and obviously you, you guys can maybe uh, speak to this more so than me. But I've just been kind of an observer of this. But obviously, with the collapse of Titan, uh, that's, that's that's one that's one kind of elf in the room. Um, you know, we've also I think we've also seen um, more discussion about uh, um, uh, central bank backed stable coins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether that's the, the from the Chinese government or from the American government like that's I think that's very that's very interesting um, and um, again I, 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 I I'm kind of of the opinion that um, that uh, there there's kind of there's room for a lot of these projects um, I think I think you know one-to-one backed stable coins like USDC or maybe what these uh, central bank coins might look like. Those have their place. Um, but um, a stable coin like, uh, like what y'all are building also has a place in it. Kind of serves a different niche. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of part of that DeFi stack. It's part of that ability to get leverage on, 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 on um, collateralizing your, your investments. Um, and, um, you know, again, like I kind of see, I kind of see a future where there's a there's a a number of these things, and um, um but but I think kind of this um the, the general premise of, of uh, a collateralized stablecoin just makes a lot of sense in terms of um, both in terms of creating a stablecoin product, but also in terms of extending uh, this form of leverage to to a lot of folks who. Uh, maybe otherwise, you know, wouldn't be able to, to, you know, to have it. Um, and as long as you kind of, as long as you kind of uh, treat leverage respectfully and you, you kind of don't over go over your skis on it. Um, it's a very, it's a, you know, it's an incredibly, um, it's an incredibly powerful economic tool. Absolutely, and to be able to extend that to everybody is is is, is pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. So um, a little, I guess, little alpha here. We'll be uh, looking to add some new uh, collateral types uh, pretty soon. Anything that you, any collateral type that you'd like to see?
1: Oh man, uh, uh, I think I think keep on doing. You know, I think I think I think it would be it would be uh, unwise for me to, to tell you all what, what to do next.
0: Um, <laughs> well, we'll listen to the community. And so I the- do
1: like. Um, uh,
0: um, you, like, you said you were, uh, you were in, uh, Ethereum pre-sale. So, uh, yeah, Ethereum oh. great. yeah. yeah. I was
1: going to I was going to go even crazier. I was saying <laughs> like collateral, collateralized, like magic, the gathering cards. So then, then you've got me, Okay, uh, I don't know how you do that one though. You have to somehow tokenize them first and then <laughs>
2: yeah, some NFTs.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I have, yeah. So if we, if we can get kind of like collateralized, um, magic the gathering, um, uh
0: cheat out then you know then then, then, you, then you become on, a maxi then yeah, you know, get allowed yeah. to coding <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay that's what I'm maxi yeah
0: okay fantastic uh, that's uh, that's the new roadmap
1: i'm not i'm not much of a joiner you know but but if you if you guys do that i'll i'll consider <laughs>
2: okay
0: fantastic um perfect. perfect
2: yeah um so what is one thing i think you would ask the the polygon community um our viewership
0: and this can be, this can be for, for you as Bobby, it can be as, you know, for, uh, for your firm as well, form capital. Um, what would you like to see from the community or how can the community help you?
1: That's a good question. I mean, I would love, I would love for, I think, I think, I think the Polygon community in particular has this potential to be design leaders and mm-hmm. to come up with kind of the next, um, you know the next generation of of great design patterns for um, for these interfaces. So even as, as I've been working with you guys, uh, it's it's interesting, kind of like you know looking at um, just the standard conventions in design that have kind of emerged over the years. Like, okay, here's how we build one of these DeFi apps, mm-hmm. and and I think again with With the speed and with the low cost that comes with Polygon, I think that affords this ability to be, you know, on the bleeding edge of of what design looks like. And and actually, maybe maybe some of the design patterns that worked with Ethereum uh, and kind of anticipated there being a very slow latency and, and there being a very high cost in these transactions, maybe some of those things should change when you're in an environment where... It's so much cheaper and so much faster. Absolutely, and so, and so yeah, I think I think like I look to the Polygon community as like, hey let's let's kind of you know let's make this mainstream because we have this opportunity to you know again it's not it's not just about being the fastest and easiest use within crypto. It's it's actually you, you can you're really your 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 competition your the people your uh, the interfaces you're trying to compete with are things like you know traditional banking software so you're, you know your your robin hoods and your your charles schwab's and your squares and, and those those sorts of interfaces and if we can build better you know decentralized versions of those things mm-hmm. then that's insanely powerful and um, again i think a huge blocking factor to all of that has just been the speed and the cost that uh, right. has been slowing down things on Ethereum, and again, again I'm a big Ethereum bull. like I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about Ethereum, but uh, clearly we need these level two solutions to go along. And once we're in the level two reality, we have a new DeFi stack to build out. And I think what y'all are doing is like a very important, uh, you know, cornerstone project within, with, within level two Ethereum. And um, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that, and it's, it's it's really building out. I think something else I would add is uh it would be nice to have a centralized exchange on top of uh, um, on top of a Polygon. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I think that would yeah, help bring a lot of like coin, liquidity. I my back to Coinbase on that, although they don't exactly uh, they don't always take my advice, so I can't <laughs> I can't promise much.
2: Yeah, we've been going through uh with some users like. Kind of teaching them how to go through Coinbase, through like Ethereum, and bridging, kind of like bridging and yeah, 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 grievance counseling for those that pay to have. <laughs> yeah, um, it's okay. I've you're in Polygon now.
1: For, I told some of my friends like, Hey, I, I really like this, uh, really like the stablecoin project. And then I, I kind of have walked them through the, the myriad steps you can take to, to do it. I'm like, trust me, once you get there, it's really worth it, but like. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is a little bit of a pain in the ass to get there.
0: Yeah, yeah, but once you're there, it's so hard to go back. So that's hard. right. You know, yeah. and
1: again, like once you have it set up, once you're once you're in in, in this environment, um, yeah, you you don't want to go back. And again, you, you learn so much faster because you're just you're just trying things so quickly. And I think it's a really underappreciated point about level two is that you you learn a lot faster because. Uh, because things, when things are cheaper, when things are faster, you just kind of try them, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, man, you know, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have made that transaction, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna undo it, and that cost me like a dollar, you know? It's like fine, whatever. Yeah. Versus like, you make a mistake on Ethereum, and okay, you like do it, then undo it, and sometimes that's like hundred dollars, exactly, and uh, that's not that's not as forgiving as as little too
0: yeah exactly. I mean, if I wanted to send Ben five dollars like impossible <laughs> man. yeah you know it's yeah, impossible fifty
1: five dollars on doing it on level one yeah yeah um, exactly
0: exactly um so bobby um are there are there any other projects on polygon that you're backing that the viewers should um check out or what are what are some exciting investments that you've that you've made uh that you think people should check out
1: um I can't talk too much about some of the latest investments so. One of them uh, we can be somewhat public about, it's called XMTP. Um, Now this is not, this is actually a level one. Um, This is actually built on level one, Uh, but uh, um, I might be able to persuade them. (laughs) Uh, um, It's a, it's a messaging protocol called XMTP and uh, we're still a little bit under wraps about it, but that's kind of the latest one I backed and yeah um but but actually i'm kind of in this learning mode about that mm. um polygon too. and again I, I really have to credit you guys to opening me up to this um uh, and even even when i've had friends where i said hey you have to I, like you have to get on this thing you have to you have to you know just play around with this and um they're like yeah I, they said the same thing it's like I kind of just like you know trading in and out, doing things, you know, locking, locking stuff up in different contracts. And um, again, it's more of this kind of playful, um, experimental learning process. And like, I think that's yeah. a great environment to like, to discover, um, you know, to discover a, a new investment to discover, um, you know, what what's coming next, because I think like, I think an underappreciated piece of, of investing is like, is this idea of play? And like, to mm-hmm. be able to get and like when you can play with something, you can kind of get um, you know genuinely excited about it. And I think I think that again, it sounds it sounds a little cliche, but like that ability to be um, just genuinely fired up about something, to be like genuinely excited and actually care about the things that you're investing in, mm-hmm. is um, it's very important. It's actually very rare. I think I think most investors sort of just like get pitched here and there. And they, they just kind of take on pitch after pitch after pitch. And uh, they wind up investing in things that don't actually get them terribly fired up. Yeah. And so um, one of the nice things about crypto and again, I, I really think this way about level two is that um, if you can just have this kind of sandbox environment where you can play around with things like you can actually cultivate that genuine excitement about, about things in a way that's actually very difficult to, to do in a lot of like traditional investing, um, and again, I I think like the biggest critique you could make of most investors is that they just don't like care that much, mm-hmm. and um, and um, and yeah, I think I think like the ability to play around c- cultivates that um, that that um, you know that capacity to, to to really care about what you do, what, yeah. what you're investing.
0: Yeah, is it is it kind of Different, um, different now with the with a lot more DAOs coming into into play than kind of traditionally investing into you know like real like, like real right I,
1: uh, <laughs> right I think it's going to create um, more more conflict situations like you know like I talked about where, where again this was a personal investment of mine um not through the fund and i think more situations like that could emerge um and then we might have to just be a little bit more radical about how we consider things to the fund and we might again so this xmtp bet we made was through the fund and we're very excited about that and we're looking to make more crypto bets to the fund but like you know a lot of these DAOs are a little bit you know they don't exactly you know fit in the in the um you know fit in the box of a traditional venture investment, mm-hmm. where oftentimes our LPA has requirements around the, you know, the sorts of things we invest in. And uh as soon as you say, Okay, well, well, this is like a token offering, that's already a little bit far out of off the reservation. Yeah. And then, and then when it's like, well, this is a, an anonymous founding team, <laughs> then, you know, then I'm like, Josh, we got to do this, because like, you know, that Satoshi was anonymous. And so this is like the same thing. And it's uh, no, he, like, okay, let's maybe not do that. Um, <laughs> but I, I got it personally. but um, well, yeah, I think, I think, um, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think DAOs could represent this new, uh, this new structure for starting uh, businesses or starting organizations. And um, it really behooves venture capitalists to like figure out ways so they can invest in those things. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, because I mean the space is going towards the DAO, so um, it only yeah. makes
1: sense. And like, I, I'm 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 generally pretty bullish on DAOs. Um, I think DAOs got off to a rocky start with um, with uh, the DAO back in the day, <laughs> Which actually, so I was I was an Ethereum presale purchaser. But I'm embarrassed to admit that I got I got shrunken off most of my coins uh, around the time of the DAO hack. Mm. And, um, you know, one, one way I like to think about it is like, uh, you know, that, I, I think that was a very unfortunately named project because yeah. it's like, how dare you call yourself the DAO? It's like, no, no, we're, we're going to have lots of DAOs. Like, yeah. We're going to have many, many DAOs. And that was just the first one. That was... You know, kind of this ignominious one, uh, but um, you know, there'll be more. There'll be more to come. I, I didn't exactly love the um, the the kind of um, the voting structure. It's kind of like this consensus. In, in many ways, the original the Dow is like a consensus venture capital firm, where like everyone everyone voted on what they were all going to collectively invest in. Mm. I don't think it's a very good way to run a venture capital fund, personally. But I, I again, I think that that initial DAO kind of like soured a lot of people's thoughts around the entire concept of dows which was a mistake um and it, it it'd be like saying like oh you know this llc uh was was a bad llc so i, I don't like any LLCs." like no no of right. course not like, there's going to be many very important very successful DAOs, and there already have been yeah and um um i think um yeah, you know, I think there's going to be some conventions around like what what are kind of the standard, you know, ha, what are the standard operating procedures. I think you, you guys did a very good job around um, defining uh, what are the what are the certain terms around around vesting and governance and voting. And you've done a very good job of like extending a lot of votes to the community, which I think is very important and makes those governance tokens more credible, more more interesting to people. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think I think there's going to be kind of this emerging set of like best practices of like how do you run a DAO? And um, again, I, I look to I look to someone like yourself to to lead the way there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, a lot of people a lot of people are also excited about uh, the added uh, utility for Chi once Chi uh, staking. Uh,
1: yeah, that's, comes-
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. You know, I think. Um,
1: yeah, I can't wait.
2: Yeah, we're really focused on. Making sure that every step is done very well. Um, you yeah. know, really taking your time with it. But now, chi Qi, Chi's staking is coming.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Right now, I've got, I've got my, um, you know, I've got a liquidity pool staked, but, um, I'm, I'm much more excited to just do the single, single asset staking with chi. So, uh, but, uh, I know, I know you guys will, you, will ship it in all due time
0: soon, TM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Perfect. Um Bobby, we're really happy that you're part of the uh Polygon uh, ecosystem and, and part of the the Dao community and, and family. Um really thank you for coming out here and, and chatting with us today. Uh is there anyone else that you uh any project or person that you would like to hear from next in a fireside chat?
1: Um um I don't know. Um it's a good question. Um let me think about that, but um, maybe some more designers in the in the space. Mm. I think, um, you know, I really do think that this is a great. This is like this is one. It's a great time for designers to join the space because, yeah. good lord, it's in such it's in such, <laughs> such short supply. And like again, I think I think with something like with something like Polygon with something like Level Two, it, it kind of it, it unlocks an ability to have great. User experience, because if if you're if it's slow and if it's expensive, it doesn't even does really matter how how pretty it is. You know, it's like it yeah. doesn't matter. It does, no, nothing else matters beside the fact that it's slow and it's expensive. Yeah. And so once you get to be fast and cheap, like now all of a sudden, you know, you, you actually really have the affordance to to have great design come in <laughs> and, and, and be impactful. And so yeah, I'd love to see y'all. Uh, speak to some more designers as well. I, I know a few. I can maybe suggest a few offline. I don't want to call anyone out. Just just on here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be,
0: that'd be fantastic. Uh, what what projects like? What projects have you seen that you were really wowed by their by their design? Or
1: yeah, I mean, we talked about some of this. um, yeah. um You know, obviously Uniswap. Um, again, most most of my focus has been on the level one stuff, just because mm-hmm. I think the level two stuff is so early days but that's that's where i i would hope to see the most innovation is because again i think that's that's where you're gonna have that's where design can really shine um um, i have a good friend who um he left recently but he was the lead designer for zero x and designed an exchange called matcha Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a very very nice design uh, very well designed products um yeah and then um um, I think I think we we also talked about how how sushi has a has a pretty good interface and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can kind of um you can kind of see the the early makings of these design patterns emerge and uh, it's cool it's cool to see right where it's like okay you know it's like Uniswap does you know shows the wallet interface in this way and then mm-hmm. sushi does it just a little bit different you guys do it just a little bit different but then everyone's kind of converging towards this this kind of standard design pattern. And that's a cool thing. It's actually a cool thing to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't, you know, you know, like you, you kind of go through this with all these different types of products. Um, even with like social networking back in the day, I got, I kind of got to watch a certain set of like UX patterns emerge. Like, okay, this is how you do notifications. This is how you do a feed. This is how you do this and that. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, what, you know, it's, it's actually very exciting to be involved in those early days because you actually can have um, this kind of shaping impact on, like, what what will be the standard for the entire industry? It's, like, what you guys decide to build. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think
2: uh, polyfarms definitely have a very good, strong <laughs> standard design that uh, has developed.
0: Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, I, I guess another, another question, and then I'll... I'll... I'll shut up and let you let you get on with your with your day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know we took up a lot of your time. Uh, what what are some um, what are some things that these projects can do to help entice designers to uh, to come into the space or to join a project? Um,
1: That's a great question. And honestly, like you know, so I, I, I deal with this a lot, kind of um, in the in the kind of traditional venture business and, and the equity business, and like, and, you know, kind of traditional non-DAO investing in and, mm-hmm. and C-Corps and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, one of the perennial problems we run into is like, it's very, very hard to hire that first designer because mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, um, designers, you know, I think oftentimes great designers like to go to a place that they feel like values great design. Mm -hmm. and uh that that creates this kind of chicken and egg situation where unless unless the company or the project can kind of demonstrate that they actually do value great design it's hard for them to recruit that designer that's going to bring that so so you you find all these designers like they you know they all want to go work at stripe i'm like what why do you want to work at stripe like stripe already has great design like what what, you know stripes doing just fine like wouldn't you rather go work somewhere where you could be the one that actually brings the great design to the table? And then, you know, you could be the one who, you know, is responsible for, for, for bringing this wonderful design. Uh, but no, actually a lot of designers, um, are like fantastically risk averse and it frustrates me to no end. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I think, I think like part of, you know, part of, um, again, there's a little bit of a chicken and egg problem to it, but like, part of the solution is just showcasing great design like mm-hmm. designers want to go work at stripe like what wh- why do they want to work at Stripe? stripes like a, I, mean, I love stripe uh i'm actually an investor in like uh my, my buddy who he was uh, he was the first designer at stripe he went off and started a great uh, company called quill and i invested in in that but but that he 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 he, that. he he was the one who brought great design to stripe like you know a decade ago yeah um why would anyone want to, uh, join, you know, join them instead of, ins- instead of like being the one who, who, who's able to kind of like set the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like as a company, as a, as a project, you, you kind of need to, you just need to kind of, um, beg, borrow, and steal to get to the point where you can demonstrate that you ha- you, you, you can display, uh, great design sensibility. And then you, you have this kind of like, you know, this compounding effect where all these designers want to come work for you. Okay. And it's very, it's very frustrating, but it's like when, when, when you don't, when you kind of don't showcase that your, your, your project values design, then designers will like stay away from it. But as soon as you do uh, that, they all of a sudden will want to come in droves. Gotcha. And, uh, and again, it's like, it's like, what, what, what is it about payments that makes someone, who's a designer, you know, wants to go work for Mm -hmm. a place like Stripe. It's like, I don't understand that. But, but actually it's more about, it's more about communicating that they actually really Mm -hmm. deeply value design as an organization. And as soon as you can signal that as an organization, you'll just have an influx of designers wanting to come, you know, knock down your door. Um, And then until you do that, you'll, you'll kind of suffer the opposite problem, which is um, again, the kind of, that's that's kind of a traditional like hole that 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 we try to plug organizationally. Where a lot of the startups that we work with are obviously oh. so so early that they have a hard time recruiting great design. So we can kind of so. do this magic trick where we we deliver just a little bit of great design, and uh, that helps them that helps them along their way and helps them hire hire great folks.
0: Oh wow, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh great.
2: Um, well, thank you, Bobby. Um, any final words you have there, Ben? No, just, uh, you know, very grateful that you took some time to speak to us. I know our users definitely wanted to hear from you. We wanted to hear from you. So, yeah, thank you for coming. And people can just follow you on uh, Twitter, right?
1: Twitter is the best place, yeah. And, um, um, again, like, I'm really I'm, – I'm so excited for what y'all are building and really – Thank you for having me on, and um, I think I think this series in general has just like opened me up to like so many new projects and, and so many interesting uh, interesting interesting folks. So um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I think I think uh, y'all are doing just an incredible job across the entire project. So uh, again, it's it's a real it's a real privilege for me to be to be a small part of this.
0: Uh, glad thank to you, hear man. it. Glad to hear it. Well, thank you, Bobby. We'll uh, we'll chat soon. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, Yeah, we'll see you in the Discord. Bye.